2: Scores of the highest quality, big fetching, monster collisions, torpedo kicks, man-on-man battles, tactical switches, Clifford, Geaney, Manion O'Callaghan, Kilkenny, all scoring four from play, goal chances, mistakes, last days defending, counter-attacking, history being made, ah lads, how could you not love football? <sighs> Dublin are the greatest of all time, Willie couldn't face it so he's left the country, but <laughs> I'm here by two delighted Kildare and Meave men. Johnny Doyle, the legend that is, and the peerless Keane Ward, boys. We've seen Dublin celebrate before, but that was a little bit more than we've seen normally, isn't it? That that that, that meant something more, like the culmination of everything they've been working for.
1: Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd like to think it did. Uh, sometimes, you know, we were talking off air. You know, you'd you'd wonder your, your own reaction if 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 you were ever lucky enough, I suppose, to be in that situation, and they're they're gone beyond, their, you know, into into territory no other team, no other player have gone um but they seem to enjoy it you know you could see it even in some of the post match commentary um you know obviously jim gavin is is a guy that doesn't show huge emotion that's just the way he is, and and we should accept that. Um, other managers like to jump around, and you know, but that's that's it. But you could see it in even himself. There was just a an air of satisfaction about you know what what they have achieved, and it's it, it's phenomenal what they have achieved. Um, but they seem to enjoy it. Anyway, and I'd say you know away from the camera, in 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 some back room in, in the Gibson Hotel, I'd say them boys really really enjoyed it, yeah. and, and more luck to them.
2: But even like running down to the hill, like again, we've, that's been replayed over and over five years in a row, but. Like, they were jumping up, there were limbs going everywhere. Like, this did seem to be their target all along. Oh
0: ah, yeah, of course it was, but I think it's it's more to do with the fact of how they actually won it in yeah. the end. Um, sometimes it's, uh, you know, I think Jack McCaffrey has spoken about it, you know, that the the... The magnitude of the achievement of winning five All-Irelands in a row, that doesn't really hit anybody until they're probably long retired, until they can reflect back and think, you know, over their career in total. And, you know, if, if, if the five in a row is not done in that time period again, you're kind of saying, geez, it was a hell of an achievement. We were the first to ever do it. And you reflect on that years after the fact. At the time, it's just a release of... Emotion, like say for example for Jack McCaffrey, he's after gone off. He's had a man of the match performance the first day out. He's had to be taken off due to an injury the second day out. You know he he can't control anything. He can make no contribution for the second half of the game. So when the final whistle blows and you know you've won and you've you've got the All Ireland and you've you've won the title, it's just a release and you would expect that. I mean sometimes you you look at the Dubs and uh, I suppose they they manage to keep a lot of that sort of stuff very much under wraps and a lot of the time you know say during the game they, they get scores and they don't really celebrate hugely and that seems to be a very conscious mindset that they have but certainly after the game I mean to be able to reflect back on on the all Ireland is one thing but I just think the nature of how they had to win in a replay you know really been brought to the pin of their collar Um, you know they, they nearly won this All-Ireland in the last 10 minutes of the drawn game. <laughs> Yeah, you know with 14 men they really had to go to the well on that occasion they probably didn't have to go to that same level in the at the latter mm-hmm. stage of the game because they, they you know the goal was the crucial score in the match
2: yeah and it's not it's not the first time they've had to go to the well like and they always they always dig it out and it might seem Inevitable to us We always predict Dublin are going to win But like 10 minutes After uh, full time They'd celebrated enough And Cluxton had done His speech And he, he thanked the GA For putting on the competition <laughs> and, Like McCaffrey And Kilkenny Were like pushing each other And screaming In each other's faces Punching Like you know It was like they couldn't Believe what had just happened Like and even Stephen Cluxton Was doing a, a lap of honour Around the place
1: Yeah and it's funny You know I I, I watch Stephen Cluxton Because you're looking For little maybe Body language signs <laughs> And you know He's 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 achieved what he's achieved in the game, and you'd wonder where the hunger is going to come from. Has he, you know, is, was that his finish line? And we we probably saw it, Stephen Clucks that we're not really used to seeing. And, and you know, he seemed to be very emotional. Uh, you know, I saw him going around to different players, and it was, you'd wonder, was that hug a hug of goodbye or a congratulations or a bit of both? You know, so all these things, I suppose, we we. We'll, over the next few weeks there'll be lots of talking points around them but they, they certainly enjoyed it and, and rightly so um you know and and I suppose it's it's a combination of everything over the you know there's so much emotion around it the, the, you know coming carry pushing them so so close in the first day you know and then finishing up probably with the last five or six minutes you know they, they stepped over the finish line and probably could could enjoy mm. it but it's, it's, it's a phenomenal achievement and, and um, you know they're, they're, they're some team
2: yeah. yeah, I refuse to believe that Jeremy Connolly's pass was not meant for Kilkenny I've heard some people <laughs> say he was aiming for Conor Callahan. Yeah. no way no I, way that was a perfect pass well all I can say is it
0: was a phenomenal interception from Kilkenny on the run <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it was um
2: I don't know. Was there anything else on? Like when you uh, yeah, look
0: at he, he was playing it into the corner to the run. There's no doubt in my mind and you only have to look at the rest of Connolly's performance to say <laughs> that, Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, yeah. um there's no there's no way everything he was doing was going wrong for him. So um if he managed to do that on on the button for Kilkenny, it's the great one of the greatest passes of all time. <laughs> look, it doesn't really matter. He was he was trying to hit his own space. Um you know the turnover before it was uh, equally as impressive um, beautiful flighted pass and Kilkenny took it brilliantly whether whether it was meant for him exactly or not it, Dublin won't care it ended up over the bar in the end
2: yeah Connolly I think he had like five plays on the ball and like th- twice he hand passed it away yeah. he just hand passed it away one time he overplayed it one time he did set up Niall Scully for a goal chance but even then he almost lost it and, yeah, and yeah. looked they have overplayed it and then I still think that pass, like, well, like, I think he put that pass exactly where he wanted it to oh, go. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah,
0: there's no doubt about that. He was trying to hit that zone, and Kilkenny just happened to be in that zone at the time and intercepted the pass. I mean, it just, that's the way it worked yeah, out.
1: Yeah, I think the same, and it looked unbelievable because Kilkenny didn't even, you know, he took it nearly not looking at it. It just yeah. landed, like, it was just, everything went right. But look at, they're, they're, and it, it looked absolutely fantastic, and I suppose. No one will ever know. Even, even maybe Mr. Conley might <laughs> might not be <really laughs> sure what he was trying to do. But it looked very good uh, from a player that you know must be under horrendous pressure every time he takes the field. You know because he's just probably the most scrutinized player, and you know leading into his big talk about about whether he was going to start. There was a, a picture of the programme was gone doing the doing the rounds and, you know, he was down, obviously photoshopped yeah. in where he was playing at, at, <laughs> at seven and there was big talk. That and, was me. Yeah, <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe so. <laughs> to get, the, get the old hits. But uh, no, he, he's... Um, and even the goal chance, you know, he had two options, obviously a brilliant save by the carry keeper, but should he have shipped it to the one side? All those things, you know, he and, and he and he's only human. Oh yeah.
2: Times. Like he was completely selfish there. Like, Absolutely. Like Dublin would have done that play Thousand times in training Even this year Like you know where they're coming Three of Three v two His his problem is He wasn't training (laughs) (laughs) He actually would have got the goal If he had shifted it to the left It would have come back to him And he could have just panned it in But he saw his name in lights And Mm. that would have Like that would have capped off his career Never mind that game Yeah you
1: could imagine Now the scene maybe In the boar's head uh, Sunday morning (laughs) And uh, you know Everyone in grey form And Jim comes over (laughs) (laughs)
2: You know Come over here We have a chat
1: (laughs) What were you thinking Like
2: yeah, you but know. we'll get into the analysis odds. I want to just um, get Conor Lane out of the way first, so I didn't think he had a good first half, but initially I thought that Conor Callaghan, well, it was he blamed Mick Fitzsimons, but I thought it was definitely a black card, but then speaking to a couple of referees, O'Callaghan pulls back Tag Morley, and they're saying that's a holding offence, so yeah. it was actually a, a tick. So we got the right sort of punishment, we got the wrong person. So again, we come back to the, the black card rule, like, you know, it's, it's all wrong. It should be punishing cynicism. But it's not so yellow card should be rough play, red card should be dangerous play, and a black card should be cynical play. But yeah. we have like this pathetic like the least extensive list of all time for a black card offence. Yeah. That was a classic example. Oh, but sure, like the simple thing with the black card
1: is if a man is bearing down with a goal opportunity mm. and you why do you pull him back, why do you hand trip him, why do you drag him to the ground, you know, there's all this talk about did he intentionally do it? Like, you know, there's so many so much of a grey area I think the black card should be you know if it's a case of someone's bearing down on goal and you and you, and you you interfere with them a professional foul mm. you go but simple as a, that it's a deliberate it, foul It yeah. stopped the goal it's chance absolutely. and the punishment doesn't fit the crime so whether and then you get out the field maybe some lad you know can't get out of the way and it's seen as a body check and he's there you know oh I didn't mean to come across you there or the two runs collide and next thing he's sitting on the line for a black card yeah and yet you know someone like that going down was it or big or Yeah, was going through um and it's a tick Do you know it doesn't make it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me
0: yeah well i think connor lane not to really get into it too much but he had a terrible match really uh, he got a lot of things wrong um you know, Conor Callahan had a blatant penalty. Yeah, uh, in the first half wasn't given. Tom uh, Sullivan, Thomas wrapping. Sullivan, mm-hmm. back to back to the ball, two arms around him. You know, Kerry get a turnover there and come down the field. Conor Callahan, every time he got possession, was being fouled. You know, being pulled around the shoulder, grabbed. You know, there was a lot of these technical fouls that weren't being pulled throughout the game. And then, you know, there were a lot of soft frees then given on the back of it. So it was a strange one. There was a lot of inconsistency in his performance. Now look, it didn't I don't believe any of the decisions really affected the result overall, but at half time to me it looked like Kerry were coming out on the on the on the good side of a lot of those decisions. Absolutely. Um through you know, throughout the field. Like I know the the point we're making about that run back from Con Callaghan where he sort of pulls Morley round the shoulder but that was going on all over the pitch yeah. throughout the game and there was no freeze being given at all so I can understand why, uh, why it wouldn't have been given as a black card or why there wasn't a yellow card look it was unfortunate that they got the wrong man it was the correct punishment um, but it was just again it's clever play the Dublin players are you know they have great ability but they're very clever as well in their use of cynical play yeah. too. I mean, Cotton O'Callaghan knows that if he holds on to his jersey and pulls him to the ground, you know, he's going to get a black card. If he just grabs his jersey and then lets go as Morley falls, it's just, a, you know, it's a yellow card. If he, you know, if he tries to tackle him, and you know, David Moran was left in the same position straight after half time. To be fair to him, he probably just couldn't, couldn't actually catch or get a grip of Merchant at the time. Yeah. But if, if David Moran had, had grabbed Merchant and just held on to him, and not let them fall to the ground. It's a yellow yeah, card, yeah. and that's the most cynical thing. You and that's and do. the most cynical so, yeah. thing. But I mean, let's be honest about it. That's just, you know, that's you you know, taking advantage of the rule in its yeah. current format, as opposed to grabbing them and throwing them onto
1: the ground. You know, yeah. so. And I think I think that 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 passage of play, you know, when we're talking about, and listen, the referee, and we could talk about it. Absolutely, all yeah. Day. There's and so I many, many things to, going on. Yeah, you, you don't you really, don't want, really to want to, you know, and it's a tough, tough gig. And like, I mean. Any match of refereeing is a tough game, but all Ireland final in those conditions is unbelievably is tough. But you take even the from that that to me the change changing was the tr- from the throw in a half time to the merchant's goal. Okay. You know, looking at it again, he throws in the ball, Jack Barry decides not to even look. He, he's he body say, checking too men to it him. should be a free to well, Dublin Or yeah. or or, <laughs> or is it or is it a black card a, yeah. for body checking? You know, third man tackle, yeah. if you want to say, yeah. say that. So that's a major one. Uh, and then the bigger one as well, you know, the rule book states four steps with the ball. Now... He took at least 12 Maybe 13 steps Like that's three times yeah. As yeah. much as you It's not six steps Or yeah. you yeah. know And and then You're looking at that Saying ah well They were small steps This is a massive <laughs> It was a <balling. laughs> yeah. smiling yeah. I knew you were thinking <laughs> know, well, I'm just
0: laughing about a conan Because it's something We've discussed earlier yeah. On the air You know this is your rule That you wanted yeah. for Let him play
2: where away if, yeah, where, where
0: if a guy is being fouled the conan says Take as many steps as you want And I say, Well that's not the, <laughs> rules. the rule Absolutely
1: easy. And look at, yeah. I'm not taking The finish was sublime yeah, And yeah. absolutely brilliant did finish yeah. like if you know if, if Clifford or, or Paul Mannion that actually said like we'd be talking about for weeks like he just passed it but the keeper never yeah. moved and unbelievable but like 13 steps
2: and, and yeah. Lane had his hand up for advantage so for the foul on Mourn so once Merchant's on the ball then he should bring it back of for course, the initial yeah. foul and,
0: and even in the first half just back to another referee in decision which I thought was bizarre Conal Callan was being fouled and the referee allowed advantage but he blew the whistle for a free the Kerry defender stopped, and Conor Callum blasted it over the bar, and then he just allowed the point to stand. Yeah. It was lawful. Like Shane Ryan in the in the carry had stopped playing when he heard the whistle. If that ball had ended up in the net, would he've allowed the goal? Yeah. So you can't have it every single way. Like I mean, they're they're wrong decisions. Like, and it's actually not fair. Like I was actually at halftime. I was thinking, God. I don't want this to happen. Like I don't want Kerry to win the game on the basis of bad decisions or Dublin to win the game on the basis of bad decisions yeah. because it's actually not right because it was such a great contest between two teams really going at it. And it's unfortunate that I even had that thought in my head because usually, genuinely, you generally don't have those thoughts. It was just that I know it's very, very difficult but at the same time there was a number of them there that were very much borderline and they're, they're match-changing decisions. And to me like good and all as the goal was look realistically under the rules it shouldn't have stood mm. and if you can't play the game under the rules then what's the point you know yeah. as I say you know it's that was a crucial score in the game you know Kerry if you look at it when Dublin had that cushion Kerry are making because of the panic that ensues when you're a few points behind in a high pressure situation Kerry start making wrong decisions there was one particular example where Paul Ganey is who had a brilliant game but he has the ball and he has men left and right and he's trying to get in and try and force a goal scoring opportunity when they're a few points behind if they if Dublin don't have that cushion, he clips the ball over the bar and they go again. It changed the way Dublin played as well because Dublin were able to sit back and just soak up pressure. If Dublin if the game was in the melting pot, Dublin have to play it a different way. So the game is fundamentally changed by the by the goal, and realistically, it shouldn't have stood. Yeah,
2: and then as you mentioned, King, like all those little decisions throughout, especially the first half. Jack McCaffrey produced the most perfectly timed, perfectly executed tackle. Yeah. I think it was on Spillane in the middle of the pitch. Gave a free for it. Uh, Kieran Kilkenny was about to slide over off his left Paul Murphy just drags him away from the ball and like the referee just turns away and then Kerry go up and score he blows up Niall Scully for too long when he has the ball for about two seconds and then I think Clifford gets his first score of the day so he's off motor and then there was just these little things that were affecting the game and I think when you think back to having David Goff two weeks before like David Goff's almost become to referee him with Dublin or to football. <laughs> like, you <laughs> yeah. know, he's raised the standard that much and you're like, oh, he would have given it. Yeah, and, and know. I know they've changed that rule. It used to be the,
1: the same referee had refereed the, the next game. To me, the best referee, referees the, the yeah, top. I, yeah, I And, and I, like, if that be David Goff who had a, 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 a brilliant game uh, the first day he should have got the replay. I, I certainly think that you know your best referees looked, And yeah. if if he's the best referees for ten years, he gets yeah. the ten All Ireland finals. Yeah. And and it's it's no different than than a, a team trying to wants to play in a county final. If you want to play in a county final, you want to play in an All Ireland final. You get to that level. And and that for me is it would be it would be a, an interesting decision for. Like I know, I know maybe there's there's baggage comes from one to the other, but you know still for me you get the best people on the biggest day, and and that's your reward for getting yourself to that level.
2: Yeah, and Jim Gavin, lads, he sounds like it might be the end for him. So he was talking afterwards and he said, I haven't had those conversations with his backroom team he's talking about, about leaving um, for obvious reasons. I will over the next couple of weeks and then scope it out. You sit down with the county board and you always review it. I have a profession outside of this role. I've been asked to do for Dublin, outside of this role I've been asked to do for Dublin. And I have family commitment too. It all goes into the mix, but it's not the time to talk about it. I have committed to next year, so we'll reflect on it. I mean, it could be like a natural end for him. He he did sort of bat that suggestion away, but then those quotes sort of seem like he might be thinking about it. And to be honest, like after six All-Irelands in seven years, five National Leagues, seven Leinster's, obviously, I mean, it would be a great time to go out. And like, I know we always talk about Dublin's advantages and like they're there and they're there to be talked about, but I genuinely don't think many people could have done what Jim Gavin has done with that team. Like Dublin used to always be... Like, you know, they used to have some of these advantages, not the same amount of GA money, they had all the natural advantages, but they were just sort of stereotypical town team, like, you know, they had a bit of an ego, they didn't want it enough, people love coming up and putting them in their place, but he's just changed the culture completely in there, like, it's, it's unbelievable the way everybody has bought into it, and not just the players, I was speaking to the boys outside Crew Park, who I, I think are good enough to be in the twenty six but they're there with their jersey on they've got a headband on and they're supporting him there's no bitching no moaning any other county those boys would be hoping double and lose you know but they're all there and they're all committed to it and if they get the chance they'll, they'll take it and it's just this stream of class players now and quality coaches that are just waiting in line Yeah look
0: he's done an incredible job Um, you know you couldn't overstate how good, how good mm. of a job he's done and the entire management team but that's all down to him like he's the one who you know, puts Jason Sherlock in the role and and empowers mm. him to to do the coaching that he does, and Darcy and all these other guys that are involved with them. And he's um, he's he's put the platform in place for the players, for the management group to to do what they're doing. And he deserves massive credit for that because that takes huge vision. It takes it takes a, it takes a particular type of character as well to to be able to do that. You know, a lot of managers are real control freaks in yeah. a way that they want control of absolutely everything. And, you know, they want everything done sort of their way for for a manager to be able to sort of step back a little bit from that and to provide the framework and to let different people, experts in their own field, excel within that. I mean, that's I mean, that's the that's the optimum that you want from any setup. So he's done an incredible job. And if he does decide to step away, it'll be it'll be a, a massive act to follow Um but I have no doubt that if he does step away, he'll be leaving, you know, all of the frameworks in place and everything there ready for a continuity candidate to step in. Yeah. But that's provided he makes that call. Ultimately, I'm sure he gets huge uh, enjoyment and pleasure from it. And, you know, it's it's a wonderful place for him to be in that he's he has, I suppose, there's there's no pressure uh on him to step away there's no negativity nothing but positivity for him for what he's done and achieved and it's very rare in management you probably get that oh
1: very very rare normally management ends in in, uh, tears for somebody whether it's the players because the way players are programmed, if things don't go well, they're quick to point the finger and and talk about training and talk about talk about what they should have had and there was no this and there was no that. So, um, and and you might from the outside look in and say, oh, look at all the talent he has and and uh, the easy, so it must be easy to manage Dublin and that can be the biggest challenge, you know, when you're winning because human nature being what it is, people get ahead of their station, you know, when you're winning and maybe producing producing. Yeah. Um, fantastic player but there is a there is a humility about that team um, and I think that you know there's lots of things bandied around about culture and stuff like that but you know you just look at even the Bernard Brogan uh, scenario so he didn't make the 26 um, you know bought in for the 26 A little bit of talk that maybe things aren't going that great and maybe you know the brogans weren't happy and all this sort of thing but yet and didn't come on and maybe most managers would have said here do you know what this is done you know run him in the sentiment behind around it um but the happiest person in Crow park to me with his two sons was bernard brogan you know and it's very hard to disguise that i don't think that was a falseness in any way mm-hmm. um you know you cut to as we saw on twitter Came up and I don't know wanted it, and I think it was Karma Cost. There was a bit of music going around, and there was a bit of a. And here cuts into the shot is the greatest goalkeeper ever to play the game. The greatest captain has gone to levels no other player has gone to. And what's he doing? Sweeping out the dressing room, <laughs> like how oh, Like is this? What's going on in this guy's head? Make sure so you're recording this, lads. But, <laughs> but, but like, it's unbelievable. Even in like, I we've often talked in the club, and you know when we were there about things. You know different cultures and you'd actually forget it's yeah. not that you wouldn't <laughs> clean out the dressing room. you know you'd be that disappointed you'd kick bottles going out the door or whatever you would it wouldn't be a disrespect but it just wouldn't enter your head yeah. you'd wanted to, you'd want to get out of an as quick as you could <laughs> <Yes>. because <laughs> this lad was after <laughs> kicking seven colors of yeah um so but to be even in that frame of mind um you know and that's I think that's you know it's a combination of 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 lots of different things it's obviously Jim has Gelled all the thing, and you know, there's a, a huge management team. If he's to talk to all his management team individually, we <laughs> might get a decision till Christmas. There's that management, there. but he's able to. Gel. And I would say there's he, he there's expectations, it's not just you know, you're not invited onto that team just for the the, the, the bit of a, uh, a spin with them and see what happens. I'd say there's responsibility. I need this by this time, you're doing the video analysis, I need that. Gone out to the players by this time, and I'd say there's a pressure on on everybody, and I think that's that's what he what he brings, and and obviously you have characters, you know. I, I'm not sure whether they can be designed fully, but they're, you know, the likes of 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 Clux. I think that's just the way he is, and there's diff- there's big players involved in that, and that uh, squad which which helps helps him um, to achieve that. But what is achieved is is phenomenal, um, and I you know. I, I certainly think the, from looking at him and I, I spoke to the man once in my life very briefly um, but I think if he does decide to go I would imagine the way he is he's the conveyor belt will still go on I think there's people in nine I've no doubt there's a, they're working hard on Cluxton's replacement and all those things because inevitably it's, it's going to arrive and whether it's it's now or whether it's next year or the year after um I would think that he's all about leaving Dublin in a better place.
2: And make the and Alex Ferguson on it and bring in a David Moyes to make himself yeah. look better. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Alright, next up we'll, we'll have a look at some analysis. Is the little dink fist pass from a crowded area into that D, we're talking about where Bernard, I've talked to Bernard about, Bernard's very patient. But this little dink ball, you know the one in a crowded area where it's a fist pass, the weight is taken
0: over, it hits the ground, it bounces into a fella's chest, and there's consternation then in around the D and around that area. Watch for this in the
2: semis and the final. Do you know What I'm talking about? That little fisted ball that's just in a, in a crowded area, but it gets to the, the yeah, body. You, you have said it three times. It's in around it. But you're looking at me. You're <laughs> well, looking out at me. a of a crowded area, You're looking right? at me with such a confused <laughs> air, a Confused head in you. It's like I it was talking about you trying to get a point in coppers or something there, in a crowded area. Yeah. Watch for this. Alright, so Peter Keane is just the latest in a long, long, long line of managers to find out that Dublin's fullback line isn't that weak and they're not that susceptible under a high ball. So the first eight minutes they tried four lumped balls into the area. Guess what happened? Dublin got three points out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so Kerry got no return, Dublin got three points, three like three plays, they took the ball back and went up the pitch and scored. The first one, Jimmy O'Connor just hoofed it and he was backtracking he was in no position to really play it in so there was no appreciation on the pass. He was sort of under pressure. Guiney dropped it. In fairness, probably had a chance. Merchant wins the break. Dublin score. The second one, Morn hits it in, but there's like a 30 second delay. There's a free kick, so everybody's back. Morn tries it anyway. Cluxton takes a clean, cleans out whoever's in front of him. Dublin score. Adrian Spillane tries his luck. Cluxton points it down. McCaffrey breaks it, and then another free kick. Conor Callahan wins the break because they're that well set up. You know, look look at these players we're talking about as well. If is in there, McCaffrey. Merchant Conor Callahan; these are quality players. Like like Dublin are well set up for this. Ah, oh, they are. Look,
0: I suppose early in the game you could understand um, you could understand Kerry trying a little bit. Like they, they were very deep in their own defence. They were, I suppose, with the with the team they started. Um, you could tell that they were trying to play more of a counter attacking game. They never really got any territory against the Dubs at all throughout the course of the match. A lot of their scores were from deep, and early on they looked they tried a couple of things. Um, I wouldn't fault them for that. Um, you know, Paul Gainey is very, very good over his head, mm. and you know he was probably a little bit unlucky with the very first one. He got two hands on the ball, and he yeah. just kind of got a little bit clean. He got bumped in the air, maybe. You know, on another day, he could easily got gotten a free in from that. Um, but it 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 was, it was the sort of bad high ball yeah. that they that Kerry have sometimes done when Donaghy is in there when they're all I suppose panicking about trying to get the ball in spoke the last day about how when Tommy Walsh came in like David Moran was floating you know kind of the flight on the ball was pretty good he was playing it to his advantage wasn't wasn't much of that now in the first few minutes so the tactic itself you look it's fine the execution wasn't good enough and I suppose when the execution isn't good and your decision making isn't good um you give Dublin back the ball and it's rare you get it back. You know, it generally finishes with uh, a scoring opportunity or they're certainly going to ask questions of you, um, whether that be, you know, in your own full-back line or just the energy throughout your team where you have to chase and run after the possession, get back into your zones. And... Over the course of a game, that's what wears teams down. Kerry actually did really well to counteract it and and to come back in the first half. You know, they 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 figured it out pretty quickly after a few balls that they needed to they needed to run it and you know they did that to good effect but i don't know what johnny thinks you know like it's as a forward you kind of you, you kind of want that direct ball like if, if it's 2 on 2 3 on 3 inside you're saying let's get the ball in here there's no point in
2: but any type of ball like you don't yeah, care a, well th- 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 the thing.
0: difference is the, the distance the ball was travelling from yeah. like when that's travelling from the half back line or from deep in the midfield well <laughs> look to be honest it depends who's kicking the ball <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the honest answer like if it's david moran kicking it to you you're saying this is alright because i'll have a chance here yeah. i'll have a better than 50 50 chance of winning because the the he the right depth on the pass, or you'll have the right angle on the pass, or the flight of the ball will be good. Where some lads are drilling the ball at you, it's coming like a bullet, it's dropping like a stone. It's it's very difficult to 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 cope
1: with But yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the big thing. You know, that ball is you're caught underweight, and where and all the defender has to do is just get a hand across. He doesn't have to even win the ball, just knock your hand. But if you can get that three or four steps as as Donaghy has done in the past, and just no matter how many bodies are there. The flight of the ball is right, and he can just get it. He can climb that little bit to get his ha- to get his hand on it. It's, a, it's a sort of a low trajectory, but it's, it's a little bit like, like trying to catch a, a kick out. Yeah, you know, it's just coming at the right flight, um, and that to me was the big difference But you'd, you would wonder was was some of the tactics here? The first few balls, regardless of what else happens, just drive them in there. Yeah, and that's what there, yeah. that's what it what it looked like. And they were a little bit unlucky. You, you would have to because I don't know whether they realized it wasn't working or they said, look at first three balls are going in regardless of anything else, and then they went back to. T- Looked like they went back to on a default where they said, Look at you know, keep the ball and, and they worked their way into the game. And um, the big surprise for me with Kerry, and look, at we don't know individuals, you, you know, we see them like Tommy Walsh was, was excellent when he came on, yeah, 14, superb, yeah. You know, and you think, Would it be worth trying something instead of maybe? No, I, I say, I don't know, maybe he's a better coming in when the game drops in pace a little bit, but you say, Look at say nothing, throw him in at the start, give him. And then you know, just try something different because yeah. I thought it was going to take something different to beat Dublin. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I know Peter Keane was saying after the match, you know, we, we we put the two boys in at the same time, but it's very seldom a game is going to go like that. You know, when they come in at the same time as it in the replay, it's gonna it's going to end yeah. up being the same result. Oh, I, well,
0: like Gaelic football is is oftentimes very random. Like the thing that Dublin have done really well over the last number of years through their ball retention and through it's very much a systematic approach you know it's very choreographed we'll say or they certainly have their sort of principles of play or the way they like to do things Um, and there's a pattern to what they do almost all of the time you know, it's it's when they play, it's when they have played the likes of Mayo and the game descends into complete chaos. That sometimes that's where you can see that oh, they're under a bit of pressure here. You know, when when Dublin get into their their flow or this this you know where they get to hold on to possession and work it left and right, they're very patient and they have such good individual players that when it becomes a one on one battle in every zone of the pitch. Dublin are going to beat you, you know, because they've just at the minute have better players than everybody else in each of the zones on the pitch. Because I suppose from Kerry's perspective, Kerry have excellent forwards and we're talking about Tommy Walsh and should he have started. But if Kerry start Tommy Walsh, you know, it's either Gainey or Clifford or Stephen O'Brien who doesn't start because, you know, Sean O'Shea is going to play centre forward and their two wing forwards are basically one of them ends up playing as a wing back to free up Paul Murphy and the other man drops back into the middle of the field to give them that. Uh, defensive cover against Dublin because they know if we don't have defensive cover, Dublin will just uh, work the ball to a position. They'll see Con O'Callaghan in one on one with Thomas Sullivan and they'll kick any type of ball into him because he'll win it and then he, he won't be stopped by one man. So it's the risk reward thing that we spoke about after the drawn game tr- all over the pitch. Like Kerry having conceded the goal and a couple of points the last day after mm. off the Dublin kick out. They never pressed Dublin at all. And to me, that's actually one of the biggest failings from Kerry's perspective is that rather than Kerry doubling down on their approach to the game and the things that worked well, they got totally spooked by the couple of things that didn't work well and they actually reverted a little bit back into their shell for large periods. And that to me meant that Dublin... A lot of the hard questions that you would have think that, you know, they should be asking the Dublin, at times they just didn't ask them. Like, Cluxton was never put any under any pressure on his kickouts. I mean, he was able to just tap the ball out to the cornerback for almost all of them. Now, I know Dublin probably did a lot of the same thing on the Kerry kickout. Yeah. But that's kind of the way Dublin... Dublin are comfortable playing like that. I don't think Kerry are as comfortable. Uh, you know, maybe it'll take them a few more years to to learn it at that level. Or it's just not within the natural psyche of yeah. the Kerry player and more than it would have been for years under Mead players it's just wanted to play the game a certain way and if it deviated from that even if it over the even if over a number of years it might have been the best thing for the development of the team it's just very hard to to make that switch in a short period yeah. of time
2: so like Shane Ryan was actually he was on a 100% from 23 kicks but yeah. Cluxton was 23 out of 25 and as you say when Dublin get the ball like that's where they hurt you. Then, so they're not like any other team where you're sort of happy as they go to cornerback because if they work up, Dublin will work it up the pitch. Like you Absolutely. know, whatever, whatever. Absolutely, and them.
0: and they nearly always get a shot off as we saw. Yeah, and yeah. you
2: have to disrupt that, and yeah. they didn't try. And it, did and, and
1: and they're very seldom like Kerry had shots, and you nearly they were wayward. Just Dublin don't do that, you know. Mm. they just they get it, they work it, and and you know how many times as you say. um keen to go back and forth and and it's not nice to watch You're there well something happened here come on lads and it goes I think there's something like 90 or 100 seconds you know where, and all of a sudden then I know Manion just comes in the loop and you know you could walk away it's going in only one place and they're really really good at that and nobody seems to deviate at all from that um, yeah. you know if but it's, it's not on it's, it's
0: very hard Johnny in a game like if you're playing against a team that that's as good as the Dubs like all of them individually on the ball like I mean let's face it right if Johnny gets the ball in his hand I'm not going to be able to take it off him because he'll always be able to move away yeah. turn the right way shield the ball away from me and he'll always recycle because he's a good footballer and he just he's able to play he's comfortable on the ball Dublin have you know, not all of them are as comfortable as each other, but pretty much all their players are good on the ball. They take the right option. They don't go to contact. Yeah. So what you have to do on a set play is force them to kick it to a contest because that's the only chance you have really of getting the ball back. Because outside of that, it's a slow methodical build up. They don't raffle possession. They very. They, it's nearly always a low risk pass. So... That saps the energy. Like, there's no intensity to the game from you as a defensive team because you can't get energy because you can't actually get close enough to make contact. You can't, like, bar you have a hold of a lad's jersey somewhere and then you can't do that. It's against the rules for you. So you're trying to stay close to these lads who are really quick, really athletic. They're all working for each other, creating space for each other, creating these pockets of space. Very, very difficult to get the ball back. So at every opportunity where you can maximise uh the prospects of the ball being kicked to a contest, you know, because if it's kicked, it's obviously in the air longer. You can flood that zone. Even if you don't win it, you can maybe get two or three men around the ball carrier and, you know, and choke him up before he has an opportunity to even get a play in. So to me, you know, against teams of that quality like Dublin, that was just one area where I taught Kerry. I was a little bit disappointed that they didn't do it, but I'm not saying it's easy. But well, It's, it's you definitely, know, not, it's easy. definitely yeah. not easy, but it's it's easier than chasing shadows in Crow Park you know when you're losing the game already at Titans, you know
2: yeah so, so Kerry brought Adrian Spillane back to halfback on Hired <clears throat> so that freed up Paul Murphy um, or, and that freed up Johnny Cooper for Dublin the all-round has to be said as free-flowing and exciting as it was they were probably two of the least effective free men of all time in a defensive shape they didn't contribute anything to stopping any scores
1: no and particularly particularly you feel that Johnny Cooper's happier in that role looking at Paul Murphy yeah, you correct. think you think that he, you know you're nearly caging him in. He's because he's a really good attacking Like He played at centre half forward for for yeah. for Kerry he's at one stage. Player, yeah. He's a super really, player. And I felt um, Kerry missed that. You know he, he he's one of these that you know. Oh, we're talking about this transition, but he really is one of these guys that can make that trans- transition happen. He's a good passer. He's a good finisher. He gets up into into positions and very seldom he gives a ball a ball away. Like he. It was a brilliant save in the replay by by Cluxon and it was nearly stuck in the top corner of the net. So, I think that was a that was a real a, a real sort of plus for for Dublin and a minus for Kerry because uh, it just robbed them of that attacking attacking approach. Um, and and you know, Cooper, you, you feel that he's just he knows his job. He doesn't try. You know, he's not like Philly McMahon even that. Tears up the field. I don't. I don't ever remember getting yeah. a score like Philly. would take a chance and he'd go up the field and yeah, well, F- a point. Yeah, Philly's
0: Philly's a better ball player, like than yeah. Cooper. Co- Cooper a Cooper's probably a very tenacious defender. But you can understand if you were playing against Dublin, there's probably a couple of guys you'd you'd, you'd if you were leaving players free. You know, you know who you would be leaving free, and Cooper would probably be one of them. Yeah, because you you would feel that he's going to hurt you less than i.e. Jack McCaffrey yeah, yeah. but look it's very difficult you know there's only at times in a game that Kerry would have been able to do that and there's obviously merits to them flooding their defence and blocking out that zone but it's just at different times of the game you would have you would have felt that Kerry needed to do that now. Maybe they had planned to do it, and they just never got up the field, or they didn't have you know many frees in the match where where the game was slowed up, where they were able to get up and get their press organised. Like that, that could be something they could have planned for this all week, and it just didn't happen because the game went a certain way. But it's one thing that you know they probably should have tried to do. But overall, in the first half of the game, look, Kerry didn't start brilliantly, raffle a few balls, but after that they 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 hurt Dublin, they got some lovely scores, you know Clifford came on the loop a few times, you know the, so they so they did they did have an ability to get scores and their 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 execution was pretty good, like both teams. You would have to say that there's a reason i suppose that the sweepers that murphy and and Cooper weren't able to make much of an impact yeah. because you know more often than not the decision making on the ball under pressure the this the pace of the off the ball movement the ball winning ability to forwards. Um, the support play and and the execution in the shot was just, you know, really really was excellent stuff from both teams from both sets of forwards in the first half. Yeah,
1: and and really the the sweeper only comes into to you know I suppose his full value is when that kick pass you know that into that long kick pass where all of a sudden then he either interprets the the, the ball and he's able to, to to sweep in and win it. Or the fullback just doesn't have to worry about winning the ball. He just has to knock it away, keep it away from the defender, mm. and all of a sudden, then you've you've a Johnny Cooper mopping it up. When you're running every ball, it's very difficult for the sweeper to be effective, um, and and I think that that was uh, particularly Dublin. You know, they, they, as as Keane said already, they don't play 50-50 balls very seldom all right you, you might we're giving Dermot Connolly a lot of bouquets as well <laughs> maybe, maybe that was a 50-50 and, and the, the right 50 won it, he that ball yeah <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry to burst your over there but, <laughs> but I, I I think you know both sweepers in the, the style of play of both, of both uh, teams probably didn't lend them to play yeah, to have no, a, an influence I, I, yeah, on Yeah, you'd, ha- you'd
0: have to say that's, a, that's, that's entirely accurate. I mean, wh- when, it, when the opposition team is running the ball like that and they're doing it well and they're keeping width in the attack and they're not taking it to contact, the, the sweepers' only purpose is to prevent goal-scoring opportunities. And... I can't remember in the first half, I mean, Kerry caught Dublin on the break that one time where Morley got through mm. and, you know, Dublin threw a lot of intricate hand passing, you know, Conor O'Callaghan possibly might have gotten in that time where Thomas Sullivan fouled him and it could have been a penalty. So, I mean, aside from that, there was very few kind of sights at goal. It was almost a, a guy would get that half a yard space going down the side and, and, and clip a score. So, you know, very difficult for the for the sweeper in those scenarios to make an impact.
1: And and even you're talking on the goal chances. The, I suppose the clear cut goal chance that Kerry got. Who was the right man coming coming across? You know, um, maybe to to oh, yeah, cut Mick the Pitt angle. Simons, yeah, you know, and 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 Johnny Cooper wasn't too far away watching. He yeah. saw. So, you know, they, they definitely played the percentage. Okay, you might say it, it was the wrong option. Um, you know, for me, he he just drove it at the keeper. You know, and. Where it, it either needed a little bit of slow pace into the corner, or the ball had to go across yeah. to Gainey. You know? I think
2: the angle of his run was pretty bad. It's like the way he was coming in straight, it, yeah. the pass wasn't. Don Cooper would have caught it out if he tried to lob but it over. It, he needed to sort of dart inside and, yeah. and bring Gainey into the yeah. play a bit if, more. If if he cut back inside, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe he and opened up the goal. The goal.
1: Or the other thing, it had to be on the ground you yeah. know oh, there yeah. was there was a gap on the near side if you give it you know you, you, and I know the angle is different and but you, you if you remember back the, the um, um peter canavan goal against Kerry in, yeah. in the Ireland, just passed just it by him it just rolled it in saw a little gap and there was only the width nearly the width of a ball I think we yeah. just saw the gap composure where you know, I'd say Stephen Clarkson was hurting after that because he gave it everything straight at him, you know. And, and, yeah, face and maybe slightly. yeah, and maybe that's the difference between, you know, if Clifford had got that ball or he had got that ball as opposed to to Stephen O'Brien who's Yeah,
0: it but it, and it's an interesting one because despite everything that went on, I mean, there was it was one thirteen to thirteen at that time. Yeah. So it could have been a huge momentum turner in the in the game at that stage, I'm, I'm not too sure how many minutes were on the clock, but um it certainly would have uh, fifty three yeah something coming. like that yeah, so it was about there was still twenty minutes left to play. Um, it would have made a huge, huge difference in the context of the game. But yeah, I mean, that aside from those couple of siters, yeah. um and Merchant's goal, which was really out of nothing. And I'm sure we'll talk about the second half in better <laughs> detail. But I mean, how Merchant was allowed to run half the length of the field, you know, again, we spoke about it in the drawing game, these carry defenders too preoccupied yeah. with their men I mean Tyg Morley did come across and by the time he got there he had he had one side of the goals covered Shane Ryan had the centre Merchant put it where the only place it could have gone or it would have been blocked but Tom Sullivan he, he should have left Con O'Callaghan and cut off the danger man like good defending is about always forcing the opposition to make an extra pass so if a man is tearing down the middle you have to get into his eye line make him make the pass because if you make him make an extra play there's always a chance that you know the the pass will be off the receiver will fumble it the ball hangs too long and someone can come out and make a difference but to allow a, a player to run the entire length of the field and have a free shot at goal is is absolutely criminal if it was under 12 football you'd be going absolutely ballistic mm. from the line time. well maybe not under 12 that <laughs> a bit but <laughs> that's that, the way the mead boys yeah, go that's on yeah that's the way we go sorry got you meant under 8
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it should have been cut out and for that to happen in an all-Ireland final I, I'm sure there'd be coaches all over like that would n- you would not get a goal like that against Dublin yeah
2: Wait. Everything, right? So obviously, David Moore should have just caught it. <laughs> he was unchallenged. Yeah, well, that was it. the big thing. He'd nearly time to tie his laces yeah. and get up and catch it. You know? <laughs> and this is like, so this is the criticism we give Kerry the most. Like, you know, they're, they're just too preoccupied with their men. So if you look at the halfback line, as the ball's thrown in? Uh, O'Byogleck gets fall. Fo- he follows into the midfield. Yep. Crowley goes into the midfield. They're they're both beyond the sixty-five. Yeah, no. it's crazy. Paul Murphy's out wide, so there's no halfback line. Nobody's at number six. And then if you look at Paul Mannion and Rock. As soon as they saw that sort of road opening up, they both went to the corner, and you can actually see Mannion. I put up a picture on Twitter. Mannion's pointing at O'Connor Callahan to say, "Get out of the yeah, way." Yeah, get out of yeah, the way. Because the road is clear. Yeah. Here. yeah, and then yeah, as you say, Thomas O'Sullivan just blindly followed. Conor oh Conor. look,
0: they're they're all culpable. I can understand. You know, we spoke about you're under pressure, but the the individual never like defense. Good defense is never. It's very rarely about individually being very good defensively in a one on one situation because good forwards get the get ball in hand one-on-one against even the best even an average forward against the best defender in the country will be able to get a score <laughs> you know if you give him if you give him 10 balls he'd probably kick 5 so you're talking about the best forwards against the best defenders I can understand they're spooked but one-on-one is not really what it's about in that particular situation the half they were all culpable all back six were culpable really you would have to say they were all dragged out of position stupid I mean this is stuff that you will be talking about saying lads don't be sleepy on the restart. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Every team has has a set play. You spot the danger. Yeah. I mean, if, if Dublin win that ball and it's played out to Kieran Kilkenny in the left half forward position, 60 metres from goal, sure, what difference does that make? Yeah. He's going to get 20 of them in the course of the match. But for you to open up the entire centre of your defence and let somebody carry the ball unopposed is unbelievably bad. Unbelievably bad. You could not overstate how bad how yeah. bad that is. Like
2: but why is it like we looked last year, remember Shane Walsh was dragging Lee Keegan out of centre back so they could hit Comer? Yeah. Why would you leave that six free? Like if they win the break, so what? Like you know what like surely stopping a goal or that set play, as you say is well, the most important Well,
0: I'll give an example. In the first half of the game, Clifford got a number of points, right? Clifford got four points from play. Yeah he was been marked by Mick Fitzsimons Mick Fitzsimons had a brilliant game super game right a phenomenal game right excellent
2: but yeah but he's selfless Like he'll, he'll go, yes. he leaves Clifford
0: yeah. to, to block the danger to block somebody going down the centre and he he's making the calculation because he's an intelligent footballer and he's round a long time and he understands the game that there's no point in me following Clifford out of the way here, yeah. and your man runs, and Stephen O'Brien or somebody runs down the middle and sticks it in the net. All right, I can stand here and say, "Oh, my man didn't score." But yeah. That's not good defending. No,
1: and and it's it's a fundamental in defence is the first thing you do is what's best for the team here. Yeah, you know, I'm and sure. like if you if you if you've uh, and I've uh, you know we've I've heard him in the past. Well, my man didn't score, and you're thinking, yep. yeah, but you're playing corner back and they are in for three goals. You <laughs> yeah. know, and this sort of so. It, to me, and and there was talks, you know, talk about oh, you know, it was it was something they've worked on Dublin and worked on, and there was so many things to go right for yeah. for it to work for Dublin, but you know, it's 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 unforgiven. I mean, you make sure that 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 D is protected at all yeah. times, yeah. at all times, and and as Keenwright rightly states, if 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 that meant that Paul Murphy has to leave his man, you know so be it yeah. you know we 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 could and particularly at the at the because it's a real you always you always think before and after half time are really vulnerable Crucial, yeah. vulnerable times to you know you say don't give away a goal coming up to half time it just swings the game um, and then winning that throw in to set the tone straight away from the second half is 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 massive um you know so it's just it's 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 unbelievable that that Kerry got so sucked into that to that um, and again Merchant was an absolutely brilliant f- finish albeit he he had it under his arm for for a good bit of it <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was a brilliant finish you know yeah. no doubt about it but Kerry Kerry will look back and 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 the defensive whoever looks after de- them defensively will be really you know in a dark room for a while saying well, yeah. what, what what are yeah, we well, yeah you
0: know? and because it's good attacking play from Dublin like Dublin are, Dublin's forward are doing all the right things you know it's a sort of a thing that's preached to guys at underage football you know if if there's somebody carrying the ball down the middle you get out of his way, the forwards move out of the way. Mm-hmm. What's the purpose of that? It's to open up the space <laughs> yeah. so he runs down the middle and the Egypt of a defender follows you yeah. out with him. Mm-hmm. Jason Foley is That's, literally
2: in the corner with Dean Roth, Like yeah. it's,
0: it's just, I pre, I'm waffling on about this a lot because I'm, it's just one of the things that is just so, it's so bad and I cannot for the life of me understand how at that level of the game, players make such bad yeah. decisions. It's just, it's, and, it's really, really, boring. and so many of them.
1: even yeah, whenever but yeah. one lad making it a bad, Correct, yeah. is like as and so many top class players made the bad decision all at the one time yeah. like it's it's
2: crazy and it was such a game change. It, like it swung the game and and Kerry never recovered from it and and that's the difference so Fitzsimons in the first half nails Stephen O'Brien Clifford gave him that little dirted hand pass O'Brien had like rolled his man and he was in behind and then Fitzsimons just leaves Clifford and nails him stops the goal chance wins the ball back in the second half Sean O'Shea was through I think he left McCarthy on his arse or something like that and then Fitzsimons comes out and meets him funs over like you know and the two points the two first points that Clifford got it uh, was because Fitzsimons was doubled up on O'Brien on another occasion and then he followed Sean O'Shea who was in behind if he had it just stayed with Clifford Sean O'Shea was in behind mm. but that one little step back like he concedes a point like he's, he's sacrificing his own stats and for even, the
1: better of the team and even if even if that ball came back to Clifford and he stuck on the roof and time Fitzsimons still did, still the, right did thing. the right thing yeah. you know and that's the thing you, you, you identify what's the the, the, the the real danger what are the percentages here Um. And, and that's the thing to do. And, and that becomes an instinct over your defensive career. You know, you, you don't just arrive on, on yeah, the day and, and make those decisions. Yeah. That's It's a natural instinct, the same as it is every time David Clifford gets the ball, forcing his head is a shot on here. And that has to be the way. Um, if it's not, then he plays other people into the game. And that's, but defensively, you have to say, what is the best thing for me to do? And, and in this situation is to stop a goal, at high percentages, um albeit if it doesn't work out and the result goes against I still do the right thing every time. And I think that's where, where Dublin were, were our and were excellent uh, on Saturday evening, where, where Kerry got it totally wrong.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like It's good forward play by the likes of Clifford peeling on. Given, given Fitzsimons a decision to make, Like that's what it's all about. As a, as a forward, you're trying to test the defender. You're trying to put him in a situation where he has, where he has decisions to make and none of them are good decisions you know he has to and he has to make them very very quickly you know we see it so often with defenders they're touch tight on a forward and they're tearing out with them the forward doubles back and he's in behind for a goal yeah. and you're kind of thinking yeah you want your defenders really tigerish but defenders inherently have to be cautious and good defenders are always cautious like you see Paul Mannion for example and Mannion gets a ball and Tig Morley is a couple of yards off him and Mannion swings the ball over from 40 meters as a defender you have to yeah. say not a lot I can do about that. Mm. If I get too tight to Mannion and Mannion gets in behind me, there's serious danger here because he's too much pace, too much power. So, they, the defenders have to respect that and stand that little bit off him. If you have defenders lunging in on the like of Mannion and that skips by, all of a sudden it's overlapped through and there's four or five goals been running. So, in in that type of... mark, You know, Morley could be standing off him and Mannion would kick four points off him and everyone would be saying oh, Morley was too loose. Mm. But You know, Mannion is giving him hard decisions to make. He's nearly sucking him in with his, you know, tapping and hopping and soloing in front of him saying, come on, you know, he's kind of trying to with him into lunging forward at a tackle and then Mannion put the ball under his arm and go. So defenders at all times have been challenged to make these decisions throughout the course of a game. But as a collective, you know, there are certain things that are just sort of fundamentals Mm. that should you know, that should supersede whatever individual stuff is going on.
1: Yeah,
2: like that's, Manion has this ability to, to kick the ball when he's on his heels, if that makes sense. It's like a, a fade away in basketball, you know, when you're drifting away from the block yeah, and he yeah. still manages to generate that power. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm talking to two forwards, I'm looking for some advice here. And, and <laughs> You may, you may <laughs> go to the need, man.
1: <laughs> I'm going to take notes on it too. Uh, but the, the thing about Manion is he is unbelievably quick to get a shot off as well. He just needs a, a half a yard um, and all of a sudden, then he just seems to lean back, and he's he's f- huge power. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering about this vegan diet. Is is that something to do with it? <laughs> As we he famously heard earlier in the year. Um, but and and everything, you know, he's going to the, his left foot. He doesn't really. He's not like a Sean having that you're expecting this jinking. He just comes around and he just needs a split second and and he gets a shot off, and he's so accurate. I mean, I don't know what the stats are for the year, but he doesn't like, there's very few he kicks wide.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like, he's probably fallen off a bit, actually in the latter end of the season in terms of his in terms of his accuracy. But certainly earlier on in the campaign, look, I suppose you'd expect that in in some of the games where it's a little bit easier for Dublin and easier for him. He's that little bit more time. But look, four points from play, and I think he got two the first day, did he? So mm. I mean like that's that's fair shooting. Like you I mean that's an average three points from play in all in the final. Like that's you know, in such tight games that's a huge, huge contribution, and that's that's only part of his contribution as well as we know. Like he, he contributes massively to other facets of the game in terms of stretching defenders and you know his, his showing for possession and you know does does a huge amount of work for them.
1: And, and even the fact that that he's such a, a prolific forward, he takes that extra bit of watching and, and all of a sudden then it gives space for others. Yeah, he pull he'll pull a lad out and you think where is he going here? And all of a sudden then Kilkenny comes from nowhere there's a big space
2: and next thing the yeah. ball is over the bar. You know it's so. Like, that's just very quickly on that did, did Kerry in the first half focus too much on Jack McCaffrey? Like I, I thought that might have freed up so if you look at Kilkenny Callahan, and Mannion got 12 points from play mm. now they were a bit more on it than they were two weeks ago but, but they've O'Connor no choice. was pushed right up on McCaffrey Yeah but they've no choice But would you not just let, let like just hope that he doesn't score 1-3 again? Let yeah him?
0: well I think that's the maybe the percentage play but I think if you look at it I don't think they necessarily focused anymore on McCaffrey I think it's just that the way the game went um Jack McCaffrey kind of came down the middle a couple of times, and look, I'm sure the Kerry players were a little bit wiser to him. But I think they they sewed him up a few times where they where they gave him a gap to yeah. come into, knowing that they had cover there. So and they 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 add him up a couple of times. Um, but look, that will ha- you know I don't think they necessarily focused more on McCaffrey and less on the other players. I think that Kilkenny probably just had a better game. You know, he he didn't have a great game in the draw, even though he came brilliantly into it near the end. But in terms of the overall game, he was quiet for large periods. Whereas he came out and had just a huge match uh, from the very start the other day, Mannion even was a little bit off color in the drawn game by his high standards, and he started the game really well too. So, look, and Conor Callaghan was probably just a little bit unlucky in the drawn game. Like he, he was, I'd say, he played pretty much as as well as he had done in the drawn game. Yeah. You know, he won every ball that went in. He was asking hard questions of the Kerry defenders every single time. So, I just think they they maybe slightly upped it a little bit, but that's the way sometimes games can go i mean I me mean, played dublin in the, in the earlier stages of the championship and none of dublin's key forwards had any real yeah. impact on the game and Dublin still won by about I don't know what, what 16 points or something so yeah. they can hurt you from
1: all areas of I th- the field I, I think that's the big thing I, like there's no way you're going to go into that if you're Mark and Jack McCarthy. no matter what instructions come from the Kerry management that's not on your mind I've got to be toe to toe with this lad all the time um, and, and you know you're watching for that because like he had a massive impact on the, in the first day and he's 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 probably you know every every game is different but he's he's liable to do that again he's done it yeah. in the past and you cannot go in uh, like if if Kerry had f- you know maybe not focused a little bit on him and all of a sudden he's, he's kicked a couple of pints again we'd be here yeah, absolutely already, you yeah. know so you, and, and I think that's where Dublin are really strong You can, you, can, you know, we talk about Dublin's go-to men and, and Kilkenny is certainly one of them Fenton is one of them And, you know, Brian Very Fenton did great Absolutely, think, yeah. over both games yeah, You know, absolutely. in fairness and, and there was a lot of talk about, about Jack Barry Whether he had the legs where he didn't start in a lot of games And he didn't, you know, and into. I thought, albeit he didn't finish the game in the last day But, so, you know, they have so many go-to men and it's you think yeah I have a fire put out there I have a fire put out <laughs> there's there. There's too many are, fires to there put out. Is, yeah. and yeah. that's and that's the thing. And and on top of that, then you have to play your own game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so there's so and that's that's the real quality the quality in Dublin. And I know you know the winner gets all the bouquets and and it. and carried in an awful lot right an awful lot right. They absolutely did. You yeah. know, yeah. and and both games absolutely and and well. and they deserve because like I I'm looking at I'm looking at, at Clifford I'm looking at Sean O'Shea, these guys um, Obi, um, Dara Minehoun was probably a little bit behind those guys but these are these are young lads 20 years of age like you I go back to when I was 20 and I was you know you're thinking oh my god imagine being at that level at yeah. that age you know yeah. and they're just they're phenomenal yeah. and we're going to be in 10 years time in 12 years time we're going to be looking at these players you know still pulling the strings for Kerry maybe a couple of all earn in uh, to their to their credit. Um so they deserve a lot of credit for 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 where where they're after coming from um and 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 certainly they made you know it all all right Dublin won and and as i said when when you win everything is great and when you lose everything is and there's probably a balance somewhere in between but they deserve massive credit for two unbelievable games and you know i would be i would be always um, a little bit envious of the hurlers because you know they seem to be the the top sport and, and maybe rightly so for a long time, but to finish the championship and the way we did with two with the two games we got, I think we
2: were very privileged. Lovely stuff. Next up, we'll look at Paddy Power's performance of the weekend.
0: <laughs> boys, I work as a policeman at Garda Shaikana down down the Store Street, and I'm coming back out, and there's a cohort of loyal throne fans still up in the stand. As you come back out, and they're roaring to me, "I cuff you free state bastard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and next thing I hear, you have no fucking jurisdiction up here. <laughs> All right, so I think David Clifford definitely deserves a mention early on. Five points, four from play, four off his right foot as well. Did that in All Ireland final after questions being asked of him two weeks ago, even though he got one of the most experienced defenders in Ireland sent off. Stepped up again for them, stepped up more so, I thought, um, alongside Paul Ganey, who he seems to hit like, James O'Donoghue, I think, has been trying to play this role for the last five years, and Guiney's just, in the last couple of weeks, showed him how to do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's
0: a very, very difficult role to play, particularly yeah. for for somebody like Paul, who's who really probably wants to be closest man into goal. He's a, he's a brilliant finisher, and that's probably ideally where he wants yeah. to be. So he's 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 had to develop maybe a different a different facet to his game to to play that a little bit further out and to obviously cover it do the due mileage that he's having to do as well because he, spe- he you know one of the scores he picked up the ball in his own half back line, um, really really good. He was a bit unfortunate near the end, couple of. You know, with a little bit of his decision making, but you know, you'd absolutely forgive him. I mean, yeah. four points from play, absolutely huge, and caused all sorts of problems. You know, even given the fact that he was under huge pressure at times. I mean, some of the one one score in particular, with Davy Byrne, was all over him like a rash, yeah, yeah. and he was having to having to change and jink back and everything. You know, that was a that was brilliant one on one defending and brilliant uh, brilliant forward play and brilliant score taking. So. He had a huge game and Clifford Clifford's stood up again really look, he's, he's an excellent player he's a very young guy you know he has l- I'm sure loads of areas to improve on in his game although it's hard to see but he'll benefit from the experience and um yeah, look at Kerry. You would feel her in, you know. It's you can't really say it now because they're after losing all in the Ireland final, but they have you know huge, huge amount of positive things to look forward to. Mm.
2: Sean O'Shea just made a tough stuff as well. He probably deserves a, a mention in there. Uh, from Dublin, own merchant, obviously Mark Stephen O'Brien. Did a hell of a job doing that, and then yeah. obviously had such a big impact that he didn't have two weeks ago. He was on the ball a lot two weeks ago, but a lot more conservative. When he picked up the ball there on Saturday, he was just driving at the heart yeah. of him every time. And and he looks like when he went in for, in
1: on on goal for that goal, he took he he looked like he was just in a canter. And yeah. you know it's it's funny you hear some of the some of the Dublin players after saying he's actually the fastest player uh, on the team, and you're thinking my God, if he's faster <laughs> than Jack <laughs> McCafferty, he's yeah. some he's some uh, some some legs on him, but. He does everything simple. That's what I like about him. There's no, you know, there's he just does the simple thing very, very well. And even, even to, to show the composure for for such a young guy, to show the composure he did for for the goal. Like if 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 Dean Rock or or, or Paul Mannion or Clifford scored that goal, we'd be talking about it as one of the greatest goals ever scored. Just to, and like as Keane pointed out it was his only option so to, to, to see that to, to be able to identify that yeah. at full flight with with probably the biggest man on the field in, in, in um, David Moore clawing away at you um, and to be able to execute it like he did and, and as I said the goalkeeper never moved it was, it was just phenomenal like if he did it in the back garden at home you'd stop and you'd clap you know? <laughs> it, it was phenomenal um, from, from such a young guy I think he, he deserves huge credit
2: yeah, and like, um, Kieran Kilkenny was having the time of his life out there, I don't know what happened to Gavin Crowley this week, he he was just wasn't keeping up the pace with him, Kilkenny got off the mark early, scored two off his left, two off his right, I think, always in the right place, one kick-outs as usual, one breaks, knitted the play together, just another top-drawer performance. Yeah, look, I, I, think, I think when it really
0: comes down to it, Kilkenny can just, he can just outrun you, he just yeah, outruns yeah. all his opponents, he they just can't live with his athleticism over the course of a, over the course of a match. And when he started the way he did, being as direct as he was, and kinda of going back to what you would expect from Kilkenny in my mind, which is a centre forward who who wants to get scores, not just kind of pass the ball over and back out, you know, further out the field, you know. And it was a crucial contribution from him. That just that little switch in mentality where he's and we spoke about it before. When, you know when Michael Murphy ends up out the field, he forgets that he's a score threat because he's he's trying. He's spending so much energy doing all this work and left and right. Whereas, what we what every team would want with Michael Murphy is driving and attacking, and that's what you want from Kilkenny because. He has that ability, that pace, that power. He can obviously shoot off both feet. That if he's getting inside the 45-meter line and he's he's driving at defenders and taking them on and and you know making those hard hard line runs in support, very very hard to stop and very hard to handle. If you were marking him, you'd be happier to see him out the field. Yeah. But his ball-winning ability is huge. His athleticism. Gavin Crowley an impossible task if you ask me Yeah,
1: and, and the one thing I always like about Kilkenny there's more than one but particularly this <laughs> one thing um, you just get the impression that regardless of what comes at me I'm going to be going as hard at the end of this game as yeah, I am at start yeah. and it's only going to take I'll keep I'll keep knocking at the door I'll keep you know and all of a sudden it could be alright he started really well but he's liable to think you have him in your pocket for, for a lot of periods alright he's getting on ball he's throwing, from, throwing it around but he's just able to work and work and work and by the time the 60th minute the 70 minute comes he's still going and you're thinking all he needs is half a chance here and, yeah. he's, going, and he's going to you know and he's, he's he's also a great man just to give that little weighted pass to a man running on it's just you know bounces maybe in front of him he just sees that little it's not even a looping pass it's yeah, just the player little player doesn't have to break it straight. it doesn't break straight. Yeah. you know soft and we've pass. we've a soft pass exactly and we've seen him do that over and over and and uh you know we, we probably talk about him in performance you know and he got man of the match for his score getting i think if you're just looking at that you're missing the bigger picture oh, of him because yeah. he's he's just He's, he's like the orchestra of, of that Dublin uh, attack and, you know, everything positive that happens, he's involved in. Yeah, yeah, and
0: he's covering gaps as well. He made a fantastic diving block in the yeah, second absolutely. half as well. So, I mean, yeah. like, talk about a, an all-action performance from your centre-half forward. I mean, that's, that's the sort of level that, that he's able to perform at. He can kind of, you know, you could easily throw him in there midfield and he'd be hard to handle. You could probably play him left half-back or centre-half-back and he'd be, he'd be, you know, he'd be effective nearly wherever you'd play him.
2: Yeah, Mick Fitzsimons, we mentioned him and the last one I have down here is Brian Howard. There was one stage where uh, he looked to be about 30%, 70% to get the ball and Stephen O'Brien, in fairness, was ahead of him and it was a kick out and he literally flew across the air horizontally, caught it above O'Brien's head, took a shoulder before he hit the ground and still came back up with the ball. Like, it's just a, a fucking animal. <laughs> like there, there's no other way of saying it. Like that's you, what it is. And uh, you, you're looking for examples of
1: sheer desire. And you know you can talk. You can talk all you want about what Dublin have, and you know whether it's it's all back to the, the resources and all that. You cannot buy that. You cannot uh, give someone that sheer will to win. That regardless of anything else, I'm winning this ball. And there's no, you know, nothing going through his head about well, am I going to get hurt here this is about a team this is about us and this is the and you know you can always talk you hear it all the time talked about you know pride in the jersey pride in the jersey to me it's not about that and to me it's about the man in the jersey and when you look at Brian Howard there you're thinking wouldn't you just love him on your team because selfless is you know just no matter what's needed he'll row in and do it and, and, and that passage alone to me shows up what Dublin are all about that pass to play.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, again, another man of just huge athleticism and drive. That he'll win any type of ball that goes at him. You know, he he has the pace to get away from people. He has the strength to hold guys off. He has an incredible spring. He played the second half in midfield. You could, you know, he's played centre back for them before. Yeah. He's played wing back, wing forward You know, sweeper. Whatever. Again, he, again, just an intelligent footballer. Huge athleticism. Great skill level and massive, massive heart as well in terms of that sort of competitive spirit that those Dublin guys have. And it takes a hell of a lot to match it. And, you know, again, brilliant performance from him and Fitzsimons again really really good like really good like it's amazing you know it's it's unusual that be talking about two players that were kind of marking each that's other yeah. the time. that's when it's it, a proper yeah. battle but like yeah exactly and that's what it's about it's about the, the game even though you can have man-on-man battles it's oftentimes in the t- the nature of a team sport is that it's very rare or it, it can sometimes be rare in a game that they're both man-to-man combat for yeah. the whole thing you know they're both doing things for the for the good of their team you know, throughout the throughout the seventy minutes, not just focusing on their own individual stuff. So yeah, look, everyone you've named there, you know,
2: huge performances in yeah. an All the final. The only uh, special mention I want to throw in there is Philly McMahon who Before he came on, Tommy Walsh was standing on the sideline, so Dublin quickly deployed McMahon. They were standing beside each other. The fourth official was ready to put up the, the board, and McMahon starts pushing at him. So, none of them are on the pitch at this stage, and he's shouldering him on the sideline. The official's trying to get the light up very quickly, and then the referee eventually waves him on and he just pushes him the whole way into the full forward line. But at this stage, the hill are just like, oh, get in here for this, like you know. And uh, yeah, I just thought that's that's yeah. typical Philly McMahon. Uh, me, yeah. me
0: and Johnny used to love cornerbacks like that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many balls did he? Win <laughs> No, <None.
2: laughs> he, he was well able. To, I, I had to go out the, out the field because I couldn't handle the, the pressure. In there, <laughs> Keane was well able for it. Yeah. So, who do we have, lads? I'm going to need your help here to pick. So, Keane, I'll start with you first.
0: Um, I, I think I'd probably give it to Kieran Kakenny. Merchant probably made the telling contribution that he did with the goal, but overall, playing the full 70 minutes, doing stuff all over the field, and probably by setting the tempo of how Dublin played, I think Kieran Kakenny would be my pick.
1: Johnny, yeah, and it's it's not often a Mead and Kalairman uh, <laughs> agree on too many things, but I, he's the same for me. Um, lo- loads of brilliant performances, but for a complete package, you know, thrown in from his defensive game, uh, obviously his score getting, but just to make things look very easy, you know. Little little passes here and there to set up plays. He's just a really good, intelligent footballer and he never tries to be anything he's not. And there's no bells and whistles with him. He just gets on and it's nearly like, you know, just let me out here and, and let me do my thing and, and looks to be really enjoying it. And um, for me, he was the top performer
2: of the weekend. Mm, well, I'll agree with you. Full house for Kieran Kilkenny. Congratulations, Kieran. You're the Patty Power performance of the weekend. Um, that's it lads that's all we have time for another championship over and done with and what a championship has been we're not going to get into talking about <laughs> what a good championship has been we'll do that some other stage we're back on Wednesday actually for um, proper review of the ladies final we'll probably skim over the first half there wasn't much to talk about from that we'll see you then
1: the GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power Money back as a free bet on any championship match on live TV. If you're losing,
2: first goal scorer bet
1: gets a goal.
2: I'm not finished yet, it took me a long time to get here.
1: Both players have, have spoken with each other and they forget what happened. They've had a frank discussion with each other and they're, they're both of them are keen to, to you now focus on getting
2: back their county jerseys. But these
1: fellas will get such a f-ing shit shot next Saturday evening
2: that we'll put them back in their asses for 10 years.